0: the program. Hey, cool cats and kittens, it's Philip. Wanted to give you a heads up on this episode. There may be a few audio glitches because of the way we had to record, but it's a wonderful episode. Vince and Rosemary are a treasure, and we hope that you enjoy it. We also hope that everyone out there is staying healthy, safe, and sane in this time. Our hearts are out to everybody, and we are with you 100%. And on with the show. Um. Well... Here we are. Welcome back, everybody. It's old Hollywood realness. <laughs> Woo, welcome <Hello>. back. <laughs> um, this is the um, work from home edition, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, Kathleen and I are, um, you know, doing our best. We we record like this all the time, don't we, Kathleen? <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is so pretty the, much how we do our podcast 90% of the time. Yep, <laughs> nothing new
0: here. We are actually being joined um, by Vince and Rosemary Keenan, three peats. <laughs> uh, are we the first three peats? Well, you're the first yep. returning guest and the third returning guest, too. So, I mean, you <laughs> guys are, you <laughs> guys are <laughs> smashing <laughs> records left and right. <laughs> so, Always um, a pleasure to be here. Of course. We, Thank and you. we love having you, uh, naturally. Yep. Um, so, um, we are actually, you know, we are in the midst of a global pandemic, which is causing us to all live in our houses for the foreseeable future. I'm not sure if everyone listening is aware.
2: <laughs>
0: they might not know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, this is for when people
3: come back and listen to it, so this is an artifact.
0: Right. It could yes. be a historical, mm-hmm. this is, you know, 2020, um, you know, May, what is it, April... 25th thousand, thousand, 11th, <laughs> 11th. <laughs> April 5th currently. So yeah. Um, and we're all in our houses and we're actually here to talk about a very prescient movie, which ha- was recommended to us by one of our listeners. And it was like, duh, why have we not thought of it? This movie, um, our friend Carmine, who lives in Los Angeles, actually. And he, um, follow us up over on Instagram. Everyone should follow him too. He's quite adorable. Um, Uh, he recommended the movie Rear Window from 1954. Oh How apropos. I know, right? Yep. <laughs> so um like we can go around the uh, the we can go around the the zoom call as it were, since we're all living <laughs> on <So, laughs> the, the, the Zoom room. <laughs> so Kathleen, um, what's your history with this film?
1: Well, Philip, thank you for asking. Um, I think I already probably mentioned this in one of the other times we recorded. This is my number one favorite movie of all time. Um, I grew up watching it from a That's very nice. early age. Um, I have two sisters. One loves this movie. One hates this movie because the one who hates it is because my sister and I had it on a loop. And so she hated it. (laughs) But um, we I love this movie so much. And it's definitely I guess would say my gateway Alfred Hitchcock movie. I think it's wonderful. I love Thelma Ritter. I love the whole story. I'm a renter. I'll be a renter forever. Totally <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, this movie's everything. So, yes. yeah, I'm so glad we're talking about it. I'm so glad you guys are here with us. This is so cool. Yay. It's just like icing on the cake. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Vince and Rosemary, you don't have to a- um, answer like in unison, but I'd love to hear your um, and both of your guys' has, um, history with this film. Um, ladies first, of course, um, Rosemary, Of please. course. Of course.
2: Uh, well, I also saw this when I was a kid at home on TV. Loved it so much. I feel really grateful in the last few years I've had a chance to see it a number of times on the big screen. So that's been terrific. When we did nice. our film series at SIF over the last summer, we showed it to, I'm in mean, practically a packed house because I think a lot of people just- Yeah, I was film, there so.
0: actually. Yeah. yeah. Was that the, that was that closing movie, right? Was that yeah, the last movie we showed in the series? Yes. Yeah, that was, it was great seeing that many people in the audience to see like yeah. a classic Alfred Hitchcock film. Mm.
3: When, we, when we were playing the festival, the, the program we were working with, Nick Bruno said, you can never go wrong ending with a Hitchcock mm-hmm. movie.
0: Yeah. And how right he
3: was Because yeah. this yeah. is the perfect film to end with That sent everybody up on a, on, a, on a high note I was going to say I didn't know anybody Who didn't like this movie Until Kathleen told me about her sister It's not the movie so much as it is You and your other sister
1: Oh yeah, it's a spite thing. Total spite yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. That's like
0: that's like me with um, <laughs> with grease. I hate it on principle yeah. because or Dirty Dancing too. Dirty Dancing I loathe because my sister was watching it constantly, and I'm just like this that's, movie is the worst. Dirty <laughs> Dancing. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, Vince and Rosemary. Did you guys have any other um, at, like history with this film, like um, from your childhood or those sort of you know? shaping your history with them um, uh, with old Hollywood and stuff other than the other than sorry you had mentioned the uh, the film festival
3: well I mean I'm like uh, Rosemary had watched this when she was a kid I came to it a little bit later than that mm. um th- I, there was that period of time when they reissued a lot of the Hitchcock films they had been in the vault for years and suddenly mm-hmm. there were new prints that were available and that was the first time that I saw this movie it was a complete revelation to me. oh wow nice, <laughs> nice.
0: yeah um uh, my personal history with this film is I think you introduced it to me, Kathleen, because you, when we mm-hmm. met in in uh, Los we we uh, you were mentioning how this is like an amazing movie, and I ended up watching it and loved it, of course, and um, and then immediately understood that every detail of that Simpsons episode where Bart broke his leg <laughs> <laughs> at the, the swimming pool episode, and I was just like, oh, it makes so much more sense, and it's so much more, it's even made it more <laughs> funny, and um, you know, Ned Flanders screaming like a woman who doesn't love that right <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so uh, let me I guess I can jump into the, um, the stats of the movie so this is Rear Window from 1954 it's a Paramount picture um, it's directed by one Mr. Alfred Hitchcock you know, a, a small time guy, not didn't do a lot of work. <laughs> kind of like, you know, <laughs> faded in the background of Hollywood. Um <laughs> and then the costumes are designed by Miss Edith Head. Oh. Um I- um, I don't know. And in, crazy in, <laughs> in the cast we've got James Stewart as LB Jeff Jeffries we've got um, a Princess Grace Kelly or the soon to be Princess Grace Kelly as Lisa Carol Fremont Wendell Corey as Detective Lieutenant Thomas J. Doyle Thelma Ritter uh, who is a revelation in every movie she's ever been in um, as Stella uh, Raymond Burr as Lars Thorwald Judith Am- Judith Evelyn plays Miss Lonely Hearts or Ross I'm going to get this wrong. Um, (laughs) Bagdasarian (laughs) as uh, the songwriter and Georgine Darcy as Miss Torso. Um, So, I actually really wanted to get, I haven't, this is one question I haven't asked um, Vincent Rosemary, and um, we could talk about it too since it's an Edith Head movie. Um, You guys are writing that, writing your series of books on Edith, um, as Edith Head mysteries, the Lillian Frost Edith Head novels, which I'm reading your current book right now, Mm -hmm. um, every night before I go to sleep, Um, Script for Mm -hmm. Scandal. um, (laughs) Available. (laughs) Under the pen name Renee Patrick. Yes, 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 exactly. (laughs) So The question that I've been meaning to ask and failing to ask is, um, so what Why Edith Head? Like, what brought you guys to Edith Head? And why do you you find her to be... Why is she your Bob Mackie, as it were? (laughs) Rose, you take this one. It was your idea, so you have to kick us off.
2: Um, Well, I... Okay, to get to the very beginning of it, I was researching an article I wanted to write about the costumes of film noir Mm -hmm. and came across Edith Head and started reading about her career and just the idea that she had such a long-lived career, first at Paramount and then at Universal I mean, she worked in industry for 40 plus years. Right. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if someone who had that much insider knowledge of Hollywood and worked on all these wonderful films, if we could take her and turn her into a character? You know, oh, we, you could write fifty books. You know, just from all the from all the movies that she's done. Oh yeah,
0: that's true.
3: Don't commit yeah. us to fifty yet. That's yeah. lot. Right. <laughs> hey,
0: you guys can well,
1: never I, say never. Yeah. That's true.
0: That's true. We wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. I mean, and also, babe. I
3: think we like the idea that she was a she kind of created her own character. I mean, first of all, she oh, was yeah. a, a, a female executive in Hollywood at the time when that would they were pretty scarce, mm-hmm. but. What we quickly realized is that the greatest costume that she ever designed was the one she came up with for herself, that she created this persona. She built a brand. She was doing this before anybody even knew what that was. Mm -hmm. And she made herself a public figure based partly on her appearance and this attitude that she projected. And we kind of wanted to dig into that.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, she was sort of the first person to become a persona, like a Hollywood persona. Like even like kind of like a, you know, I guess you could say like kind of a, if she wasn't a costume designer, she would have ended up like a bon vivant type. Like, cause that character Mm -hmm. of Edith Head was so... Recognizable that you can't get away from it. You're just like, that's you just know who she is immediately. Oh, right. exactly. Yeah. When she
3: starts turning up in movies as herself or in episodes <laughs> of Columbo, where it's we need to spice this up, get Edith in here. Yeah. Did she, mess. She was.
0: yeah. Did she ever end up on the love boat at all? <laughs> I feel like that was a natural. She trick. bumped into Ann Miller when they're. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> she would have been right at home in that in that fashion designer episode of the Love Boat. Oh
0: right. Yeah. I think oh, that might have so. been a little bit later. Yeah. Sadly,
3: she was not involved in that. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So um so we can let's just dive into rear window. I mean, there's so much to talk about in this movie. I mean, first of all, the obvious glaring similarity to the fact that we're all living in our apartments. We all have <laughs> broken legs, as it were, staring at <laughs> our windows just being like, oh my god, or worse, staring at our phone for ten hours a day. Um, <laughs> 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 We're sort of the same voyeuristic attitude and that's kind of the interesting point about this movie is the voyeurism and that sort of stuff and yeah. the murder of course. of course you know did anybody have anything else they wanted to add about that oh well
1: some of us have like uh uh, real, real neighbors that we're kind of watching right now—they're really weird. Uh, I personally, about uh, two days before we all went on to quarantine, discovered that my neighbors who moved in on the landing just across, like literally four feet away from me, stole my mail and are dealing drugs. So,
2: oh, great. I have a,
1: so two cameras later, i am sort of <laughs> to go into rear
3: window mode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry for TUI, really? but it's kind of affected how I am in yeah. the room right now.
3: <laughs> so you should have some binoculars on the windowsill. Oh, I have case. binoculars. Yeah, okay, actually,
1: uh, right now I have that mirror decal stuff in my front window, so they can't see in. <laughs> so, oh, yeah
0: very nice. Really live, in, live in the dream there, Kathleen.
1: But I haven't actually, because uh, I, I live a couple miles from the beach and we're supposed to stay local. So first world problems, I'll just go to the beach <laughs> where nobody is and run on the sand. Um, but I have been taking my binoculars out there and that's been fun. I'm just like the weirdo in the sand looking out to Catalina in my tiny binoculars. So it's been good times. Oh, living God. the rear, rear window fantasy.
2: We're living it too because we're on the second floor. And so we can, as, if anybody walks by, we can you particular yeah. clothes as they go by. <laughs> We're just waiting for people to walk by so we can do that. The rosary
3: isn't going out in the balcony and yelling at people, you're standing too close together. She's yeah. yeah. not doing there's that. Let, too, let me stress yeah. that right now.
1: Well, Have you seen the, the footage of people that go out on their balconies and sing and then other people come out and they all start singing together? That's yeah. never going to happen here, but only in Italy. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how they're beating the coronavirus <laughs>
0: also, <group> singing. <laughs> also, I've loved the footage where there's somebody on their balcony. Yeah, of course, in New York City, Somebody's going out singing on their um their fire escape, and then immediately mm. someone screams, Shut the fuck up. Shut <laughs> and <it's> up. like, <laughs> New York City, baby. Like, you can't not do it. That's it's, perfect. It's so perfect. I was like, That's American. There, because the person was not a great singer. Of <laughs> course not. Like, it's really, not <laughs> Italy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, randomly everybody's an opera singer. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that's such a great, that's actually a really good point because this movie has so many interesting interesting. interesting characters in it that aren't really Mm -hmm. like that don't even get like proper they're not even mic'd properly you can barely hear Mm -hmm. what they're saying and they're like because you know they got the guy across the uh, alley who's like the um the composer and he's composing that song and they hear it kind of wafting through the alley which is interesting and then that Mm -hmm. weird kind of character lady who's like a sculptor like a sculptor but also like (laughs) she was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's <pretty> amazing. <laughs> um, and then that's one got, of my favorite things
3: about this movie, in terms of how it was made. It was made under the strictures of the production code, and if you mm-hmm. look at the the green office reaction to the script, the only thing they ever complained about was the way that the neighbors were depicted. Um, at no point did they say there's a lot of voyeurism in this movie. Right? Yeah. They yeah. completely missed that. Yeah. Which I always I find said, amazing. Well,
1: I don't see a toilet, so I guess we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I priorities. Might, honestly, my favorite was the married couple who yes. were straight up bone zoning the entire <laughs> Just like, but you don't what?
1: see a double bed so you're okay no it's
0: just so implied that it's like the fact that he has to like the dude comes to the window and like has to air himself out like, oh She's that like, apartment oh. probably smells like rank when you need to take a break okay i know it's your honeymoon and all but jesus christ <laughs> He's just, like, kind of, like, waving his arm around trying to get the air out. <laughs> it was so... Per- it was, like, probably the funniest, like, non-joke in the whole movie. Or I was just like, that's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then those the weird lady with her dog in the basket was just probably such a...
1: Oh, good they're a married couple. My sister, yeah, yeah. the one who loves this movie, that is the that is the woman, like, her and her husband and that dog. That's them. Like, she's um, like, no, oh, that's me. And that's dog. <laughs> but uh, we I was just we were just talking in depth about this movie a couple nights ago just about how every character we love and now like really can relate to and watching this as like little kids and then seeing it all our lives and then seeing it as adults there's characters that when you're a little kid you don't really relate to We go oh that's weird I'm never gonna Mm -hmm. like Miss Lonely Heart you're like I don't but now I'm like oh my god I totally relate you know (laughs) or or uh, Miss Torso or just like all these little things that they do, or even the composer who, you know, we as the people watching it, they just hear this beautiful music that's just like serenading their lives, but he just, he's getting rejected. He feels like a loser. He's depressed. Like, you know, so there's that, like the duality of everything. And it's such a great movie. It's such a great movie. It just like, um... And I highly recommended watching it, even as a kid, because there's nothing. I mean, there's scary moments in it, but it, the life isn't dumbed down, you know. And it just yeah. it, it's addicting to see over and over. But I love it.
3: <laughs> well, the genius of this movie is that it's really about the relationship between Jeff and Lisa, and whether or not they're actually mm-hmm. going to make a go of it. If Jeff can can get his act together, and well, that, yeah. everything that you see out the window is basically a version of marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That he's you yeah. know like is this what he wants Is this what he's afraid of becoming It's the way that the whole movie is structured Is genius from start to finish Because Completely. he looks out the window and sees Every possible future outcome for himself Yeah oh
0: yeah that's true
1: Yeah and yeah. he's seeing it through like cabin fever eyes Which Man. again I didn't yeah. fully understand Until watching it a couple days ago Of like, I was, I was like why is he so bitchy I'm like I get it I get it I haven't been outside in three days you know? I can only imagine if I was in a wheelchair in a tiny apartment and it's week seven. You know, you're gonna yes. be an asshole to everyone. And you don't have to tell my
3: dropping by to look forward
1: yeah, to. Every it. day. Yeah, she, like really she's she's like, okay, pal. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> uh, she was a revelation in this movie. I honestly love her character. It's the delver
1: Ritter show. I, yeah. I know.
0: Goodness. We, we all just, it's her world and we're all just living in it. Yep. I just <laughs> uh, love her so much between her, between this and in all about Eve, which I, she's just no. like the, like, so good. And I love that. I love her like whole thing where she's just kind of like thinking out loud about like h- how he murdered her and dismembered her body. <laughs> like, it's completely love it. <laughs> ruining. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's breakfast. He's just like, like well, maybe
1: Timing. Are- yeah. The way they worked together was like a yin and yang. They were yeah. fantastic. And just mm-hmm. their exchange. And she's, she's so good at delivering those really complicated monologues that out of anyone else would just not eat, would seem really fake, but she she gives it such realness, and uh, yeah. it's, I just love her. I love her. I love the the way she interacts with Grace Kelly. They have such great chemistry together. They did, like, when yeah. they're figuring yes. stuff out together. Like this is a this is a very woman strong movie. There's a lot of if you think about all the characters around that are around Jeff are primarily women. Even the women in the there's Miss Torso, Miss Lonely Heart, the artists. Like these are all and they're all kind of. Doing different things, and I just I Lisa Fremont, she's so awesome. It's like I I love love that. Like you think that you know, he keeps painting her as this like I'm gonna steal that. I'll I'll go cross. I'll do it right now. You know, (laughs) in these heels. You want me to go steal this? So (laughs) I just love it. And um, yeah, I just there's so much about this movie that's so great. So many awesome like favorite moments for me.
0: <laughs> I mean, Lisa, I mean, we can talk. I mean, Grace Kelly, Jesus oh Christ. She's gorgeous. Yeah, like no, I can't. She's
2: so beautiful in this movie.
0: Yeah. And this is only a couple of years before she married Rainier. Right. Um, yeah. That was like 56 or 50, something like that. So right. she was practically at her princess status, which of course, I mean, how could you not with that face? Jesus. Um, and she could wear clothes in this movie like nobody's business. I mean, there's so much amazing clothes that she could wear. Okay. I mean, that mm-hmm. the first look that you see her in is fantastic with that black and white number where she comes in looking no, like yes. a vision of um, amazingness. Um, you guys, um, Vincent and Rosemary, you guys had mentioned the costumes when you were introducing this um, the movie to in uh, in the screening that you had filmed, and you had some really good thoughts about the costumes as well.
3: Well, we should start with that very first dress actually, mm-hmm. which is, is, is amazing and which was designed around the opening shot. Oh, As you, Rose, you were talking about this, right?
2: Right. So um, Edith designed that neckline because there's that kiss moment. It's just kind of after she comes really right at the beginning of the film, um, designed the neckline just to frame her face. So when she leans in to Jimmy Stewart, for that kiss, that's so romantic. Mm. Right at the beginning. Yeah, it's just um, all face. <laughs> yeah, it's just all face and neckline. And so it was really designed for that. And it does kind of make her look like a princess when she mm-hmm. comes in the big skirt with all the petticoats underneath. It's, it's kind of amazing.
0: Yeah. And it was, you know, a cool $1,100. You know, they could sell, they were selling dozens and dozens of them, which of course mm-hmm. I had to immediately do the conversion or the inflation calculation on that. And it's a mere $10,577. You know, so I'm just like, a steal. <laughs> like, I was like, Jesus, that's an expensive gown. No wonder why um, Jimmy Stewart almost like coughed up a lot when he heard that number. <laughs> that makes me wonder, I'm like, how much is your rent, Jimmy? I'm like, Dude, good Lord. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that gown was absolutely beautiful. And everything that she wears is just, uh, is just stunning. Like she's got that beautiful, that green, the green traveling suit as well as, um, mm-hmm. stunning in that, which is interesting. What is the
3: color of that again? Like the, the Ode Neil, is that what
2: it's called? Ode Neil, Water of the Nile. Apparently it was very popular that mm-hmm. season. And so Edith imagine. just went with it because Lisa Fremont is supposed to be, a, she's a fashion editor. And right. so, She's up on all the latest styles, and the Eels just
0: went with it. Yeah, it. Makes sense. Yeah, I loved. I love that she came from the fashion world, and she was obsessed with. She's like, um, and obsessed, in love with, um, with Jimmy Stewart's character, who's a photographer, and they probably would have come in contact with each other at that time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's trying to take him out of that element, okay. but you know, two different worlds, sort of characters, is kind of nice. But you know, yeah. I. I don't know. I just loved her so much. I love was... the
3: story of how Lisa Fremont is based on, in part, on an actual character, an actual woman named Anita Colby, who hmm. was, um, uh, for a while, the highest paid fashion photographer's model in New York City. But oh, then she got involved in the movie business and she ha- she worked for David O. Selznick and her title was Feminine Director. Uh. <laughs> she would actually interact with all of the starlets who had been signed to, to contracts with Selznick. And then she moved on to Paramount where her job was giving technical advice on grooming, makeup, and fashion on any movie that involved women. Uh,
0: wow, wow. So this was this was an
3: actual job that they created around her, and then she left and became an editor at Harper's Bazaar.
0: Oh, wow! What so, time period was what that was? That was it. That was in the
3: 1940s, oh. and I think she was at, she was at Harper's Bazaar after that. I want to say in the 1950s. I'm not 100 sure huh. of
2: that. And also, wow. the
3: screenwriter uh, John Michael Hayes, who was married to a fashion model and knew this world really intimately, and so mm-hmm. he and his wife basically spent a couple of days with Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly picked uh, Hayes's wife's brain about what the fashion world was like, and he just he pretty much wrote his wife into the character as well, oh, which wow. I think is fantastic.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, I had read on on the like IMDb uh, IMDb trivia that they that um, Hitchcock chose. Uh, Raymond Burr because he could be made up to look like David o. Selznick.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> that was funny. Like have um, you naked. compared
3: the pictures? It's eerie.
0: Is it? That's he does yeah. he
3: does actually look like David O.
0: With that like fake gray hair and like his big he's like a big and the believer. glasses, yeah. the glasses yeah. in particular. Yeah, that's like, kind of a Raymond amazing. Burr's
1: unrecognizable in this movie when you yeah. see him like <laughs> outside and that was another thing growing up and watching this where he's so bad and then watching like Perry Mason where he's so amazing you know and that oh, like yeah. oh people can be two different things you know and <laughs> 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 but he was so good in both so <laughs> not, yeah I can mess- jump ahead
3: here though but does anybody else here feel bad for Raymond Burr in this movie
1: uh I do to a point. It's funny, my sister and I were discussing that because we were like, we were talking about Mrs. Thorwald and Mm -hmm, the fact that like, she's clearly like he's an older man who and she seemed like a younger woman and like maybe she had health issues but um, also, too, you know, you see that she's kind of shrill with him. She yells and, and is mm-hmm. kind of, like, throws stuff at yeah. him. So it's like, well, is this a man who was kind of pushed to this point? But then we also learned that he he's already has, like, a, a second Mrs. Thorwald, and he has this double life oh, going yeah, on right. They else. never,
0: they kind of didn't really address so we where really that know. ended yeah. up, like, with yeah. that second woman on his, yeah. And, yeah, that whole, like, because you can't hear what they're saying to each other, like, because she, she throws the flower away, like, as if it's like a she kind of dismisses that, like he's trying to be sweet and trying to be caring. And then she, she kind of looks it. What I, I don't know, from yeah. what I took, I took it, is she, she kind of taunts him about the phone call and like kind of gives him shit about the phone call and makes fun of him at some point. So I do feel bad for him with their relationship wasn't ideal, but I'm also just like. Maybe not with the murder or dismemberment. Yeah, but also
1: like an
2: interim step. Like you yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
1: I think of like the expression: "It's cheaper to keep her," because clearly, like he's like yeah. as, as miserable as he was. You already had another woman waiting in the wings, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know my my whole thing too is is like you know she's like it, you, know, so. you, could, you could easily you know but they, it
1: sounds like he was kind of a cheapskate to begin with so possibly. you wouldn't have gone through that that's yeah. why a lot of people did that back in the day you know murdering or their now. wives <laughs> <laughs> ever
0: yeah oh my god um, and it's
3: let's let's not forget it's summer in this movie it's like oh, scorching yes. hot yeah and yes. that will just push people to the brink. That's yeah,
1: true. pretty much. That is I, and I think they're so good at showing those, like that early morning. If you've ever lived in a where it's hot and you have no air conditioning, and you wake up early in the morning and you're already, and it's just like they show that, and and like it just you feel like hot and sweaty watching yeah. this movie in some <laughs> the, moments, yeah. and you the, just I love it.
0: That is how New York is. Like when <laughs> yes. it gets yep. when it hits that point where it's hot. It's like you you just you're boned until fall, like until yep. the heat breaks. You're just, it's just gonna be it's gonna be pure hell. Like the yep. the, yeah. the streets just emanate the heat, and it doesn't really give you any respite. It's it's pretty bad. So of and course, a,
1: yeah. Thelma Redder says a Grace Kelly. It only makes the heat wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh well.
2: Yeah. Grace Grace Kelly looks perfect the whole time, yeah. right? She looks <laughs> yes. like she just stepped out of uh, an air conditioned
0: suite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> just been hanging. <laughs> out She's got in those meat little locker. pink twirl in a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like I don't know what y'all bitch about <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with a flank steak <laughs> oh my goodness uh yeah so i mean that character i don't know like thorwald's character is so interesting for me just that whole that that lead up to where things kind of when he when he goes when he snaps and you know it's you do feel bad for him which mm-hmm. is you know tough to is something that you kind of like you know, you have to internalize, but then once he, once it turns, you're just like, okay, now I'm not on his side so much anymore. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah. So, oh, cool. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I just got an alert that this, we can go as long as we want. Hooray! <laughs> so, <hey>. Zoom party. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, thank, over, thank you, overlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, where, so yes, yeah, so it's old Thorwald, but uh, there was, so where were we? But yeah, um, yeah, so the I think we can we can definitely talk about the clothes because there's so much stuff that people that everybody wears, which I think is really good, and that's kind of that's kind of the point of us being here, right? The, <laughs>
3: the <laughs> gowns, the, <laughs> the, the gowns and
0: the looks, as it were, and of course, you know, Gene, <laughs> Jean, uh, Jean Kelly, Grace Kelly <laughs> is bringing bringing the, bringing it every single day on this movie, which I think is is just fantastic, and I I mean. That whole scene with the when she comes over and she has the the overnight bag with the oh, with the nightgown yeah. in it.
1: I love it. I
0: mean, like her, and I just love that everything's just perfectly placed too. Like she opens mm-hmm. it and like the slippers are just perfect. Everything mm-hmm. is like yep. somehow it just manages to fall perfectly in place too, so it looks like it's in the spread of a magazine. And right, and not wrinkled.
2: Exactly. <laughs> no. This is
3: the Mark Cross bag, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, because
3: right. I was I was seeing. some we were talking about this the other day, and that's actually one of the earliest instances of product placement in a movie because they just call it out.
0: In oh. The movie. Yep. It's like, wow. Smart
3: Cross Bag. Nice. <laughs> Which used to be like that was how Ian Fleming, when he was writing the James Bond books, that was actually how he kind of made his bones. Is that he would he would use product placement to tell you things about the character. It wasn't oh. just that James Bond would order champagne; it was Tattinger's champagne. He would yeah. call out everything, single thing. And this is one of the earliest instances of somebody doing that in a
0: movie. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Like I, Alfred Hitchcock, ahead of the curve, but they were
1: like all low key classy about it where you're like, you know, yeah, you know, that's what I do. I and like it's it. like, and I love that it looks like a handbag. It doesn't look like she's going to go stay overnight. You know, it's very yeah. like, it's Gotta very low key on the DL, you know, very
0: yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. discreet.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, and then that whole interaction between Doyle and uh, Doyle and, uh, and Jeffrey was I like mean, Jeffrey yeah. was like he was just like <laughs> that character. Tell your landlord everything. <laughs> and can
3: we just can we just take a moment here to acknowledge Wendell Corey and how good he is in this movie as Doyle? He, he, I, I love him. every time I watch this movie again. I like him more and more. Yeah, yeah he's he's the guy who's like everybody hold the phone here. He's the yeah. one person who's <laughs> like, and of course he's completely wrong. Yeah. But all through it's the true. movie, he's the only person who sounds like he's making sense. Right, yes. but also yeah, yes. too is,
0: is I love that he's just like hey guys, you can't just go break into someone's apartment <laughs> again. It's like, it's called, it's called like a, a warrant. It's called probable cause. It's, he's just like, you can't just like I love that um, uh, 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 Jimmy Stewart's just like, well just go in there and find some evidence. He's just like, okay, well that's inadmissible. Like you cannot do that. Like I just—he's like, uh, even if I wanted to, we cannot. Like you can't just like accuse someone of murder and then go ground some shit up. You know, it's like you. So he was the only kind of voice of reason. Granted, even if he, he, in the end, he's just like, yeah, we got the evidence, but it's just like you can't just like go steamrolling people. <laughs> it's just, like, otherwise, we'd just be doing that to everybody we hate. <laughs> Good God. He's like, why don't you just go in there, plant some out. Evidence, fine. <laughs> um, but that, um, but that nightgown though, that robe that she's wearing with like the sheer robe and stuff, and I'm just like, for an, I love that she just like straight up invites herself over for a booty call, and then she brings like the most beautiful gown to wear. For the yes, evening, which I'm just like, do I need to start doing that? <laughs> do sure, that.
1: we all need to start doing that. Yeah. And pack yeah. it, pack it just so. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So when I show up, everyone's like, my paramour, I'll be like, oh, this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and the nightgown,
3: that's actually Edith Head doing her magic. Uh, like, that's the, the, the one of our favorite Edith Head stories, actually, mm. is that when she, when Grace Kelly turned up in the nightgown on set, Hitch pulled Edith Head aside and said, he didn't think that Grace Kelly was filling it oh. enough. Yeah. <laughs> And wanted her to wear falsies. And he basically deputized Edith and said, go tell Grace that she needs to wear falsies for this scene. Mm -hmm. And then Edith went to to Grace Kelly and explained what she wanted and said, if you trust me on this, you won't have to do it. So she did some nipping and tucking on the nightgown and said, go out there and stand as straight as you can. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And we'll completely buffalo Hitchcock. And it worked. (laughs) Because mm-hmm. she walked out and then Hitch went up to, to Grace Kelly and said, do you see what a difference they make? Uh, the old all French that, like, It was all just uh, fashion magic making that happen.
1: I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's 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 great. Great. See, that's all you need you just need a great fitter, like to make sure <laughs> exactly. that everything fits the way you need to. You're like, oh, okay, you need it to look like this, let's just change that. I mean, there's uh the that gown is beautiful, and then also that green the green suit that she wears, the mm-hmm. like you're saying, like we had talked about earlier. But when she takes that jacket off and it's like a halter top and it's As full a open. Surprise, bag, yeah. I was like, What <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, talk about like kind of like scandalously sexy in a way. It was just quite very, the reveal. Not, <laughs> yeah. the, not what I was expecting on that outfit, for especially for like you know such a refined regal lady. It's very and it's weird. kind
2: of what you wouldn't expect it from Edith Head either. Mm-hmm. I think she was really yeah. trying yeah. to channel her, you know, high couture side right. to do something like that because she was like the a master of suits for women, right? Just so many beautiful suits that she designed, but yeah. that I've never seen her do anything like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. like sexy. Look to it. Um was there anything else you wanted to discuss before we get in? I can talk about the story quickly um on the on the movie if you like. Um, and then please we can, do. and please jump in at any point if you need to add like color commentary, cause that's, you know, <laughs> the best part. Um, so this film, uh, let's see. So, um, we start out with LB Jeff Jeffries played by Jimmy Stewart. He's got a broken leg and is confined to a wheelchair. Um, he's a photojournalist and, um, broke his leg getting the shot on an active racetrack. Um, so he spent all six weeks looking out the window into the alley that his building shares with other buildings, and he's gotten to quote, know his neighbors. Um, He's attended to by Stella, played by Thelma Ritter, who gives him a piece of her mind about his peeping tomery and his inability to commit to his lady friend. Um, so that um, evening, his lady friend um, comes over. Um, her name is Lisa Fremont, played by Grace Kelly. Um, she uh, She's the Park Avenue type, and he's the West Village type. Uh, she brings um, him dinner um, from 21 and is thanked by him be kind of being a dick to her, um, mm-hmm. which I did think was kind of a dick move it was just like she she did such an amazing job on that dinner and being so thoughtful and he just like was very kind of like i don't know mean about it in a way it was just like he was nonplussed which i was like "Hmm."
2: but i think it's like it's that that piece is kind of the beginning of where we see he just feels totally inadequate Right next to her. Yes. Right. And she is out in the world and she's rich and she's successful and she's beautiful. And how could she even see anything in Exactly. Him? Exactly. And so we, that's kind of where we first see him bristling at that.
3: I and know, this is why this is such a great costume movie because the clothes are actually shouldering a lot of that storytelling. Where every time mm. you see Grace Kelly, she looks so amazing. Mm-hmm. And Jeff is lying there in his pajamas and thinking, I am completely not up to this woman's standards.
0: Right. I yeah. did. I feel like he didn't use his words properly, though. He was kind <laughs> yeah. of, kind of beating her on the bush, not saying that exactly, which would have been. I was like, you know, you just need to see, see a therapist and get these words, you know, say say these things out He's loud. He's nagging her, as they yeah. say. Now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so after dinner, they discuss their situation, and Lisa tries her best to plead her case with him um, for them to be together. Um, so Jeff bobs and weaves in an effort to thwart her. Her marriage clutches. Uh, so she ends up leaving upset um, when she feels she's getting nowhere with him. And nobody blames her for that. Uh, and then so Jeff falls asleep in his wheelchair. And later that night, he hears a scream and a crash come from the, um, one of the apartments. And then he notices his neighbor, Lars Thorwald, played by Raymond Burr, leave and return to his apartment a couple of times around three o'clock in the morning. So the next day, he's convinced Thorwald is up to something. And he hones his spying efforts on him. Uh, Jeff notices that uh, Mrs. Thorwald is missing from the apartment and he's been cleaning knives and a saw. Uh, so the, sorry. The husband's been cleaning lives, lives, um, knives and saw, not Jeff. Um, so he uh, shares the, um, all of this with Lisa who's skeptical at first, but when she sees him tying up a trunk with heavy ropes, she changes her position. Uh, so, uh, So truly convinced that he's murdered his wife, Jeff phones his buddy, Detective John Thomas J. Doyle or sorry, Detective Thomas J. Doyle, um, played by Wendell Corey. Uh, Doyle looks into the matter and finds nothing suspicious. Mrs. Thorwald um, allegedly has gone upstate and picked up her trunk there. Um, Jeff and Lisa are unassuaged by this. Um, uh, Thorwald is up to something they know. So that night, someone kills the dog of the neighbor, and Thorwald is the only person in the alley who doesn't investigate the commotion caused by the discovery. The actions of a guilty conscience, question mark, exclamation point. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, that's the whole like the whole the usage of the dark room and just the the cigarette burning or the the cigar burning and the dark mm-hmm. you're just like it's so ominous it's so <laughs> ominous how
3: chilling is that moment very <laughs> it's it's i mean, of nightmares. <laughs> I, oh, I had always loved that moment in the movie but when we got to show this at, at a packed house last year it was like you could feel the waves of unease go through mm-hmm, the audience that yeah. moment is so amazing
0: just the cre- the idea of a weird dude sitting in a room in the dark, <laughs> just like smoking, just sitting there puffing a cigarette. <laughs> um so jeff remembers that the dog was digging around the flower beds and that could be the reason he um that thorwald killed the pooch so stella and lisa volunteer to dig up the flower bed but they have to get thorwald out of the apartment so jeff writes a note saying that he knows what he did um in order to see if he reacts so lisa runs over the, the note over and slips it under the door and then beats feet back to jeff's Uh, Thorwald is spooked and then Jeff doubles down by calling him and getting him to quote meet him at a spot down the street Thorwald leaves which um, gives Lisa and Stella a chance to dig up the flower bed they don't find anything which emboldens Lisa she climbs up into Thorwald's apartment in broad daylight um, (laughs) (laughs) to look for the wife's jewelry Um, so this is when Thorwald comes home to find her rummaging um, and then he starts to brutalize her when the police who were called earlier arrive on the scene so Lisa tries to talk her way out of it. Being a rich white woman, she's kind of able to. <laughs> um, but, but then she uh, manages to signal across to Jeff that she's she has um, the wife's wedding ring. Thorwald notices that she's signaling and looks across and realizes Jeff is sort of the, the reason for that. So the popo take Lisa away to the clink and um, Jeff sends Stella to after to bail her out. Um, Jeff calls Doyle urgently to come over. The phone rings and he picks it up thinking that it's Doyle returning his call, but no, he realizes it's Thorwald. Um, alone in the apartment, Jeff realizes that he's a sitting duck, so Thorwald busts into Jeff's apartment because no building or doors are locked in New York City in 1954. <laughs> and um, Jeff repeatedly sets off flash bulbs temporarily blinding his assailant. So Thorwald de- does end up grabbing Jeff and pushing him out the window and then while hanging from the ledge, Jeff screams for help as Doyle and the police arrive um, just as he falls. So Thorwald confesses to the whole thing. Um, He murdered and dismembered his wife. Um, And then they fade to Jeff in his apartment with a second broken leg and Lisa reading nearby as he naps. The end. (laughs) Paramount picture. Yes. Paramount pictures. (laughs) I mean, there's... uh, I just... I did have a little trouble understanding the cast situation on his leg because it went up mm-hmm. into his pelvis and under his. I was like, I don't understand. I don't think there was an onset medic to tell you how to like bandage a leg properly because he did <laughs> seem to have like a lot going on in that the broken yeah. leg. I was like, where does this break end? Like begin and end? Yeah. Like
3: it's a compound it, fracture. I think
0: maybe it was <laughs> a couple. He's a like broke my butt bone. <laughs> <Like a broken. laughs> I'm like, those pants, well, those pajama pants are probably real gross, like, at this point, because it didn't look like you could get them on and off easily. Um, so yeah, how so.
2: about that dress that Lisa wears as she's breaking into the house? That's right, my favorite. Apartment, Right? Yeah, Isn't that's my that, favorite. It's a beautiful so thing. And just the way it, it moves is she's like, oh, I'm just going to climb up this fence and... and yeah, it's kind of, I
1: also love that it's like she's wearing this like sunny yellow dress to do something rather dark, you know. And it's yeah. it's kind of a great dichotomy between the two. But I that's my favorite dress, I guess, because or the, my favorite thing she wears because it does feel kind of easy, and she's um, she seems more relaxed in that because she's definitely a dress girl, but right. she's not as fluffed up and she's not tucked in. She's this, she's definitely more like uh, she's got and the dress is built for movement, you know. And uh, it's just and she looks so beautiful in that gorgeous like golden yellow. It's just lovely.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and the- that dress is- to
3: me is like the essence of the, of the hitchcock Edith Head collaboration because Edith said that Hitch spoke a designer's language and he didn't know anything about clothes. And mm-hmm. he said to her at the very outset of the production that Grace Kelly needed to be wearing the most feminine dress she was going to wear in the entire movie in that scene because he knew it would heighten the suspense. Yeah, if she, if she was breaking into the apartment in this gorgeous flowing gown, it would it would just it would ratchet up the screws. It did. Yeah, it, it was great. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Sorry, Rosemary, were you going to add something to that? But he
1: I knew what he wanted, be, you
2: know. Yeah, he knew what he wanted, and it's just a very feminine feeling dress Mm -hmm. right and so she's being menaced by somebody it kind of yeah it does it heightens the suspense
0: there there's it was something it's so interesting about her character too because she seems so kind of like i think um happy like um kind of happily unaware of the danger she was going into she was just like kind Mm -hmm. of like threw herself into that whole thing Mm -hmm. the character did into that whole thing just being like i'm just gonna climb up this like no big deal and she was like super happy that she found like the the handbag and I'm just like bitch you are in a murderer's apartment like, no, this she's, is like, she's like am I doing good I'm like, like Come <laughs> I, get out of there like
1: I, that's what makes it so great I love that she's like she's doing this thing like you said so dark and menacing but also like really smart and really brave and she's wearing this glamorous dress it's like a mess no. of both worlds like why not it's like why not conquer this thing but also look amazing doing I know. it you know she's so, like going great. full <laughs>
0: Scooby-Doo in the gang on this <laughs> and love I'm it. just like I love Dude, my girl she, I love it he sawed that woman's head off like yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> but do you see the, the look in his eyes when you see, look at you, you're so ride or die. I love you. Yes. That's what when yeah. That's why when he sees that she's getting harassed, you literally see he's losing his mind. He oh can't, god, yeah. He's watching that happen and you see this the torture in his face. That and he's was, like
2: he's yeah. like crying
1: and like shaking, you know, and you're just like, you, you're literally like you're wringing your hands, you're like, Oh my god. I hurry know. Up. Even, <laughs>
0: even when you're out even at home, like this was seeing this on the big screen, first of all. Thank you, Rosemary and Vince, for bringing this to the big screen. Cause I got seeing it on the big screen was just um, a, a, a treat like just it was so that's how you should see these movies like all the movies were made mm-hmm. to be seen on big screen so if you have the opportunity to see it do please and it was just it's so it, t- it was so tense in the movie theater and then that scene mm-hmm. i was just like oh my god like it was so <laughs> like oh it was gut-wrenching and then even still though even watching it streaming it now like on tv i was it's still like all the the it, that's the scene that still has the most impact on it because just Knowing that he he loves her, he would despite like how he feels about her in the long run, mm-hmm. he definitely loves her. And then having to watch her potentially get murdered would like or mm-hmm. even harmed is just that just like an abject nightmare. Like, just, yeah. oh my god!
2: Yeah, <laughs> what I love about that scene from her point of view is she's actually proving to him what she said before. She's like, I can totally be a girly girl and be a fashion editor and go with you. To mm-hmm. do Africa and you know, and be with you while you do your frontal trails or something. It's like I'm tough and I'm beautiful and live with it. Yep. Exactly. And that just proves oh, so it good. out. I
0: love <laughs> it. She's like, Who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Lisa um, Fremont's so good. Uh, she is the, and I just love her. I, I love the writing in this movie too. There's just something so beautiful about like the way that they, like their little banter, the like you're saying that opening the her introduction when she comes into the apartment and she, they kiss and um it, it and he's like who are you and then she just like <laughs> floats about the room and does that <laughs> beautiful speech where she's just like reading from top to bottom, Lisa <laughs> Carol. Freemont. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, <wanna be> <laughs> I want exactly. to be her. I want to be that, like, elegantly witty, but it's like, that's, like, just that performatively, like, easy. Like, she just uses ex- mm. Grace. And, she's so in like, control. Yeah, yeah just, I just, yeah. oh, gosh, she's the, I just, she's so, I need to see yeah. more Grace Kelly movies because I've only oh, yeah. seen yep. this one and, um, and uh, To Catch a Thief. Is that that's, that's the other yep. Hitchcock yeah, one? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, and she, she also did you know, Dial that him for Murder with him. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I, I oh, need that's to a watch. Definitely one. need yeah. to watch that one. That <laughs> one's been on my list for quite some time. So she just she's so she's just so cool and okay. like uh, effortless. And well, you know. the
3: the script is by John Michael Hayes, and mm-hmm. what kills me is that uh, he basically said, "Oh, that's just Grace Kelly." Oh. <laughs> he spent time with grace kelly and, and he realized how funny she was and she had this, this this very sharp sense of humor and said he basically wrote the character as if grace were playing herself
2: nice i love Which it She's just yeah. yeah so like really
3: this is how she was in the real world that just mm. that's almost insufferable yeah <laughs> i can't believe that's how she actually is. but i think that's why it speaks to so many
1: people because it's like it does feel very, it's so aspirational and to know that that's really how she was is just, Mm -hmm. it feels, it's wonderful. It's just so wonderful and uh, her character is so great. She bring up, like, she gets, you know, dinner catered up from 21. I mean, she's on a first-name yeah. basis with that waiter. You know she's a good tipper. Yeah. On a first-name basis with, <laughs> like, with Stella. Like, she gets along really well with, like, mm-hmm. the help. She doesn't, she's not yes. condescending. She's not, she's not, like, uppity. And I think that that's, even though, she, you know, she may look a certain way, she's she's actually very multidimensional and really kind. Yeah. And so yes. I think that that's such a great, ex- she's such a great example of a human being.
0: Exactly, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I, I also love that there's also that really funny, I don't know why I thought it was the funniest line, but when she comes in, like she's, when Doyle first comes over and she's in the kitchen, like um, uh, making, getting the brandy ready. And she walks in mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, hi, I'm Lisa. We think he's guilty. Like, yeah. thing, it's it's like hey, what's like, up? Yeah. Yeah, i just, what? She's just like, like, just that that air, air of authority. authority. yeah. So, like, yeah. Like, Let's get down to the like. Let's get down to the um the relevant facts here. Yes. I'm Lisa. He's guilty. <laughs> Moving on. Like, Meanwhile, he's branding.
1: like still just taking her in physically, and she's right. like, he can't even wrap his head around how beautiful she is. Right. It's great. And, <laughs> and he also
0: realizes he's going through that like walking it. He's like, I walked into a booty call. This is um hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's getting a little well, weird now. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things about Hitchcock and Grace Kelly is that Hitch was always willing to stop the movie to have people react to Grace Kelly. As if she were Grace Kelly, like <laughs> Wendell Corey does in the movie. And then there's that great sequence in To Catch a Thief, where she's wearing that sun suit, and it's yes. everybody in the lobby turning around and saying, uh, Totally.
1: God, there's some great outfits in that movie too. Oh God, I can't Louise. wait to do that
0: one. So that good. One good, head again. Of course, yeah. yes. I mean, and you know I love a costume ball. Like, <laughs> oh you no, know I love a costume ball. I'm like, movie with a costume ball? Terrible script. I'm still watching it, <laughs> and I'm gonna love every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely on the list <laughs> gonna have to watch that one um, the only let's see the only other thing that we definitely have to talk about is Thelma Ritter's costumes because she's yes. got the most she's got the most sort of like st- like you know street costume like the, the best ones you see because you do get to see some some from the neighbors but she's mm-hmm. got that like you know the working woman's um, dresses and stuff which are fantastic right. and and does, subway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, she's
3: going to be on the subway all day, so she's dressed for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, she's
1: got her sensible shoes, she's <sighs> got her rayon mm-hmm. dresses that are probably from the 40s, they kind of have that more of like a 40s silhouette. And yes. I love that she'd like. There, there's a repeat. So you see her wear two dress, like one dress more than once. And so mm-hmm. that was like, you don't always, even at that point, you, even if it's somebody who's working class, like just that thoughtfulness of, yeah, they're going to be, they only have a few pieces. So they're going to, you're going to see them more than once in the same dress. It's probably her work dresses, you know, because right. she comes mm-hmm. over after her gigs, she's coming over there after hours to, to help oh, solve right. this you mystery know. and <laughs> just, you know, being Thelma being Thelma. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like a very basic silhouette, very sturdy prints, like the prints. yeah, Yeah.
0: she's got the best like patterns on her stuff too, because they're like they're just slightly bigger than a ditzy, so they're kind of like a, um, but they're not like a, Mm -hmm. um, they're Mm -hmm. not distracting or something. It's like a little bit of a medallion print. I love them. They were so, and they all they all had that nice like kind of like shirt like kind of lapel kind of thing. So it was all, Mm -hmm. and um, they're all and her silhouettes too were all very similar as well. She kind of had like. A very or it could have been also that she might have even made them herself too. Like that character could have been yep. something like an right. easy to yeah. sew right. pattern to do at yeah. home mm-hmm. or something, you know. Which And would let's have been, face it,
1: that would have been the perfect dress to wear if you're you gotta run around to different gigs, summertime mm-hmm. New York summertime, City. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. probably like rayon, the skirt's not too full, mm-hmm. she's probably got petty pants underneath. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. she's not gonna take care of business. It's
1: cool you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of she had a she had a few there was only, I think she only had like three looks in the film because she between mm-hmm. the ones that she was wearing but they were all very kind of like that that essence and um, I think that. You, then of course there is you know Miss Torso over on the other side who had her she had her high-waisted shorts on with her little bandeau top and I mean <laughs> even in the very beginning it was kind of scandalous because they they allude to the fact that she was topless at one point.
2: Right yeah she's getting changed mm-hmm. yep. and Jimmy Stewart is just watching that happen because she's going to be there for weeks.
0: And I'm sure he probably him. was watching before she put that top on to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I right, am not complaining because I'm a dirty mm-hmm. old man. <laughs> 21 years older than grace kelly no big deal like let's not let's not pay too close attention to that <laughs> um uh yeah she i loved her her character was so interesting to watch because you don't see anything that she does and then i think i had i'd had also read too that hitchcock had um wanted to hire someone who had no formal dance training and so and she wasn't allowed to take dance classes um, it, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true. It's on the IMDb oh. trivia. But apparently he mm-hmm. wanted her to look like an amateur, kind of like mm-hmm. not a real dancer dancer, kind of like almost like some like wannabe nightclub kind of girl yeah. you know kind of thing so which kind of you got that because the dancing was a little all over the place where it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah I guess that's <laughs> a, it's a dance <laughs> like you're doing it yay
3: <laughs> but again to go back to how beautifully written this movie is mm-hmm. the payoff to her story I mean, oh she God, actually yes. has a story. Every neighbor has like a little arc and you get to right, see yeah, the end of it. And true. it's so beautifully put together.
0: She ends up like her boyfriend comes home and he's like a total little nerd, like which <laughs> yeah, she's obsessed so with, which is I love hilarious. It. I mean, that's kind of like the perfect little button for that. And then Miss, uh, then, uh, Miss Lonely Hearts yes. ends up with the with the, the That's songwriter. my favorite. Oh, I yeah. love it. No, and they she... meet
1: when, when the whole thing goes down at the end and that's how oh, they meet. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, that scene was kind of, a li- that scene was kind of dark when she, when it was like obvious that she was going to be killing herself. Like, oh, which yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah. Cause her yeah. story kind of was. And really that was the sad.
1: slow build too, because Thelma Ritter was like, I got my eye on her. Like, let me, you know, she's like, Something's up. Something's up right. with her. And she, like, you see her, like, it's a slow build. And then finally she's like, oh, God, call the police. I know exactly what she's doing. Oh, right. And yeah. the fact that that music stops her. But then she ends up meeting the composer when when all the neighbors come out. Because when Jimmy, yeah. when Jimmy Stewart's character is almost killed. And, and it's like, that's how they, they end up. And it's like, it's interesting because as we all know, sometimes true love is found through tragedy. So it's like, mm-hmm. I always, mm-hmm. I love their storyline. The older yeah. I got, the mm-hmm. more I just really appreciated how that
3: happened.
0: Yeah. You know? And costume
3: yeah. plays a big part in that too because Absolutely. Hitchcock insisted that they color coordinate all of the neighbors across the street so there's a shade so cool. of green that only Miss Lonely Hearts wears all the way through the movie right, yep. yeah you can always spot her in the frame wherever she is mm-hmm. yeah
1: and it looks beautiful like when their hair is red and it's just oh my god yeah. she looks so yeah. she's so beautiful and they're always like oh she's old and i'm like she's gorgeous what yeah. is wrong with you people
0: yeah. but, you like yeah, <laughs> but you can definitely yeah but right? you could definitely tell that from her uh, the way because her acting was so good and you could tell that she was clearly She was clearly a great actress because she Mm -hmm. very, like, it was conveyed. She was a damaged... Something was damaged something about was her. Wrong. She was hurt mm. at some point, and she was like, she was really healing from something, or she wasn't just like mm-hmm. people right. are like, oh, she's old. It's like, no, she's going through.
1: No, something happened. Something happened. Like, something yeah. happened. Mm.
0: Either she lost a husband, or she got seriously dumped, or something. Because or she maybe was assaulted.
1: I thought possibly, that too. Like yeah. when she, you know, with well, everything happening, she did happening. end up getting
0: yeah. She ended Almost. up bringing yeah. that guy over, mm. and that went sideways for her too. And I, I think that it's that thing where she, you know, she was re- trying to get back out there, and you know and wasn't you know wasn't fully like just wasn't ready for what he had that guy wanted and so yeah it was, i'm glad she got out of that um fairly unscathed but it was just yeah so that of that whole the fact that there was you could you could infer so much from that woman's story just by the way that mm-hmm. she was acting was fantastic like that and um she did an amazing job with what she was given you know yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's, again,
3: that's just the genius of this movie because mm-hmm. you, you just look across the t- t- into the neighbors' windows and you start writing the story yourself. Exactly. And yeah, we're pretty much all doing that right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the whole set was built like real actual working apartments and yeah, like gosh. I was reading that like the girl who played Miss Torso she lived in that she she, they were encouraged to like live there do things and so in between takes she was like staying in that little apartment she's and, just, like chilling um, out she,
0: I love yeah, at the end and, of the day she's probably like do I have to go home because like <laughs> it might be nicer than my place and apparently
1: she was only like 17 like really young and oh. uh, didn't even really know who Alfred H- Hitchcock was when she got the gig and when he found that out on set that he didn't really know she, like you know how he likes to—he always likes to fuck with people. Mm-hmm. That there's a story that like you know there's a scene where she has to go into the fridge and grab a piece of pie, uh-huh. and um, and he's like, "Well, what kind of pie do you like?" And she's like, "I like anything except pumpkin." Well, what do you think that fridge is filled with? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> take after take, she's like, <laughs>
2: yeah. "Thanks a lot." <laughs> oh god,
0: that's precious. And of course yes. he does his um, he, he does his little you know his signature Hitchcock um cameo. In, oh yeah. As the, Love it <laughs> winding the clock for what well, i that was the one bit that i didn't understand i guess maybe he was playing a friend of the of the composer and was winding the clock in the apartment because i was just like mm-hmm. he's not clearly not a clock repair man like, i him. thought
1: he was like the butler i oh. thought he was like his his like butler manservant situation that's what no. i thought when he was there but we I, we all have a story for why he's there right, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just a busybody. He's the body original land. Where's
1: Waldo. I yeah. mean, <laughs> <I don't... laughs>
0: busybody landlord. He's like I'm yeah. the clocks. I need to mind the clock. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh God, he could be busybody landlord. That totally makes sense.
0: <laughs> totally. But I love that he's also in a full suit too. Because you're just like he's always in a suit. Like, and you're like, <laughs> I guess he's whatever. Whatever character he's playing he has to be somebody who needs to be required to wear a suit. So well, he
1: rented the apartment, fully furnished with a full grand piano and lots <laughs> of antiques. He's there yeah. to check in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better be you better be taking care of my antiques. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it would have been fun to see him come in and do the cameo, like in a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey and eating a hot dog or something. Oh my exactly. God, like, would a
0: little, great. like a little, like a belt on, like a, if he was like really fixing the clock, he has like a whole set of tools and a little like tool belt. <laughs> he's like kind of grubby. That would be amazing for Albert. You know Hitch, what yeah. would have been great
1: is if he was one of the guys that came to pick up uh, Thorwald's trunk, and he was that dressed up been, like oh, one of the one of the delivery that would have been
0: guys. Been fantastic! <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, or the supervisor of the delivery guys. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't show trun- he's, yeah. he's going to pick up a trunk. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: great. He's not big on he's not big on space work with props. <laughs> he's like, I'll twist this key, but I'm not carrying a trunk.
3: <laughs> a lot of points in you. Pick that up. Carry yeah. it over there. <laughs>
0: exactly. My goodness. Um, yeah. The, oh, wait, there was one outfit that we did not talk about was the Grace Kelly look that she wears, the black gown that she wears. She comes in on the, right. s- the second day. Mm-hmm. With the he, pearls. Yes, yes. And that beautiful, like, crystal pleated skirt and that sheer bodice. Like, the sheer mm-hmm. bodice. Oh. Girl, <laughs> That's
1: good too. she looks so good yeah. in black. I just she does. It, it's really it's kind of her color. I think she
0: can wear <laughs> jewelry too. Like there is a yeah. lot of beautiful jewelry, and then all those amazing, all those amazing bracelets she wears when she's in the green suit. She has that amazing like 1950s like arm arm party. Full Joan which, Holloway yeah. like jangle jangle
1: bracelet. Yeah, I love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, good. It's a power bracelet. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> dude, i like business lady bracelet. I feel
0: like I need bracelets like that in my life. Like See, it and, doesn't
1: work. Work like that now because we all use computers. I can't I wear know. bracelets because they just, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, you need your wrists. So, yeah. <laughs> us know. business ladies today, we need different jewelry, <laughs> preferably necklaces. Right. In exactly, <laughs> yeah, some statement necklaces this yes. is what's called. Yeah,
0: for. start yeah. wearing, I'll start wearing statement <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> again i'll wear them, bring them back into my you I mean, know like
1: what you were just American wearing before you recorded yes
0: <laughs> right you can't get them You can't do that the mic can't pick that up so gotta make sure that we're we're looking good but you know bringing that back some maybe some turquoise jewelry <laughs> like, oh, love, hey. i'm gonna go full sedona arizona with it it's yeah. gonna be yeah great.
1: with your hibiscus captain. Yes. Like, <laughs>
3: my whole look is like b arthur meets mr t there you go <laughs> that's yeah.
0: what i mean it, yeah. it sounds
3: really good <laughs>
0: <laughs> over large sweaters yes. like, yeah. despite the heat <laughs> i never I, that, that's my one problem with golden girls which i love i love golden girls but i'm just like does anybody realize how hot it is in um, in miami <laughs> i know <laughs> why are we all in long sleeves
1: <laughs> well and you know all those bitches are frugal they're not turning that air conditioner on they leave it
0: at like 78 yep. <laughs> so, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, they're all, and I'm like, and aren't they all going through menopause too? Like you yeah. should be having hot flashes. Like, They're all in
1: elastic waist polyester pants and like yeah. blouses tucked in. I know.
0: Oh my God. They're my uh, people.
1: It's fine. <laughs> no.
0: I didn't realize that this episode would take a golden girl's turn, but here we are. It, like, you know, always. Always, always, you knew always it was that change. I know. Exactly. I mean, I've been watching a lot of that lately. <laughs> in yes. this quarantine. That's always a good, um, always a good one. Um, there's been a lot of good stuff on TCM too sorry are, how are you mm-hmm. how are yeah. you guys doing in the quarantine are you guys um watching lots of movies yeah just
2: working during the day and movies at night like yeah. whatever we can get to yeah which is
3: pretty much what we'd be doing normally yeah <laughs> that's true tcm on all the time it's yeah that's basically what we would be doing now no matter what so nice yeah yeah,
0: yeah. that's awesome well uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, well, I don't want to cut us off early. Is there anything else that we want to talk about of this movie before we before we like there's, wrap up? There's
2: one more thing, okay. which is Lisa's last outfit in yes. the film. Oh, right, just, the like, Talking about how great Grace Kelly looks no matter what she's wearing—jeans, mm-hmm. button-down shirt, mm-hmm. loafers. Oh, it's fantastic.
3: Timeless classic.
2: Yes. Exactly,
3: it's- and the costume basically telling you the story is over.
2: Yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah. 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 She's like she can fully. Go, she's kind of fully in um, Jeff's world because she's like in a little bit in more casual wear, which I love. That um, it's funny that you mentioned that the um, the woman she's based on ends up at Harper's Bazaar because she ends up picking up the Harper's Bazaar. I know, after. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, like oh, I wonder perfect. if that was like an Easter egg, to, like a reference to that. If that, I um, wouldn't be
3: surprised.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. So.
0: Which I love I it. She's
1: like little column A, little column B. Yeah. Well, I also like <laughs> she that she everything. don't like that she's
0: reading, and she like check to see if he's. Oh yeah. We're <laughs> she's, she's like, so like, back. back <laughs> <see>. <laughs> she's just like, like dad, and like daddy's asleep. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for me to get. Mama's got a glamour. glamour. Yeah. 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 It's time glamour. <laughs> Speaking that- of
1: glamour, um, I just wanted to add real quick. I know this is like a random factoid, but I remembered this from years mm. ago. Um, that. I, I don't know if uh, Gwen Stefani, oh, here <laughs> she actually, I know, love her, hate her. i was going to see if I could find a picture of her um, here. Let me see. I think I have it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can see 17 years old. She did the rear window. She did the Lisa Fremont dress for prom. And oh I always thought gosh. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, that's her at 17. I don't know if you can see, but yeah. you can Google it. It's like um, huh. she, uh, and I remember reading that years and years ago, way before she did the voice and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, she's kind of cool. Like, that's pretty yeah. neat. Because she's a cool. she's a gal from Orange County that, like, that that is definitely not what people do here. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that's pretty cool. Like, she's like, uh, you know, no, I want to dress like, this is my prom dress, you know? And I think of, like, girls have done, like, the Sabrina dress before for prom. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she did that, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, so, yeah, that's that is actually pretty cool.
3: <laughs> but that dress lives forever, right? I mean, is the, the, the last Taylor Swift video, she's wearing a dress that looks uncannily oh. like the Grace Kelly dress from this
1: movie. Yeah, it's iconic. I mean, it really I mean, is a, iconic. I mean, it's a, and a beautiful a gorgeous, look. Like, yeah. It really it's is. It's so flattering.
2: I mean, if you go to Etsy now, there are people making that. You could have somebody make you that dress or yeah. uh, their well, version of that dress.
1: I mean, I guess if you think about it, much like a lot of it, it's not like there's anything she's wearing that's super mythically unmakeable. It's just, you know, yes. just as long as you get it to cut and fit properly. I mean, no big deal <laughs> there. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's really just this beautiful like V-neck bodice into this fluffy white skirt with the embroidery. It's nothing too crazy. It's not a lot of bling, but it just looks beautiful.
0: The 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 bodice on that is actually something I'm very interested in figuring out how the engineering on that works because it's V neck in the front and V neck in the back. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm to gonna need crazy to know how, neck how. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, how yeah. does that stay up? Because it's got it's like kind of just it's almost just like there's very little fabric at the shoulders, but it's V in the front and V in the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder, I I'd be curious to know because I've seen I've seen other stuff like sewing sewing tutorials on doing. Doing that And it requires a lot of like, almost like elastic or something through the V-neck or something to keep it from falling uh-huh. off the shoulders. because It, it depends. Requires- I mean, yeah. it
1: depends on the person and the body type, but yeah. if you cut it properly, you can get it and the fabric, but you can get it to work. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of, I do actually, well, even the, like I do low backs in the front and back at work, but you have to make everything very narrow so that when it goes on your body, it like, cause your body naturally spreads it out and then right. makes, and that's how it, it molds around your shoulders. Oh, so. wow. Yeah.
0: Science. Science.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, obviously Edith had, she, you know, she knew how to, Mm -hmm. she knew how to employ the finest people to get her stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, and she was a manifester and I even take a tip from her as far as like dressing whenever I have, uh, I have to hold fittings at least twice a week. Some, well, before we went on lockdown. And it's pretty much like, you know, I have to orchestrate a bunch of people in the room and sort of command something but be invisible at the same time. And um, and I, I find that neutral dressing, I always take a tip from her whenever I have my fit days, I always kind of have like a uniform that I wear that's pretty much neutral colored, like a, a black tunic dress and gray leggings. And I'm kind of just like, Feminine, but like not really colorful. I don't really draw attention Mm -hmm. to myself, but it's still kind of commanding. And Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely an artistry to that's her her dressing was very effective when you needed to have the art of persuasion, but Mm -hmm. at the same time you don't want to be aggressive. So that was, Mm -hmm. I feel, something that she had to do on the regular basis, and she got really good at that because she had to work with a lot of people and their neuroses, but she also respected their vision. So it's about kind of weaving that in and knowing the right people to connect who had the right abilities. And, you know, she got it done. She really did. What you're
3: doing (laughs) is right out of the Edith
0: head flavor. It's perfect.
1: It's very effective.
0: (laughs) I mean, she, she was like a cost. I think she was like a, I don't know. She, I think the reason she lasted so long is because she was very good at the De- being de- democratic about it, she mm-hmm. didn't. She didn't get in her own way. She was very much about like being a team player, but also like pushing the vision forward. She was like on the side of the director and the actress. She played both sides very oh, yeah. well, and she, it, I think that was really like really. I mean, from the stories we've heard, you know, from Mm people, from people who worked with her. Um, she did a very, she did a very good job of doing that. And that's, I mean, that's why people wanted to work with her, you know, it makes sense, you know, well, Oleg
3: Cassini worked with her at Paramount for a while and did not like her. And in his book, he says, well, she was very good at diplomacy, as if that's a bad thing. Right. Like,
2: no. <laughs> I mean, he, she would like, be the
3: first person to admit her best skill was in dealing with people even ahead of designing the clothes.
0: Of course. And that's, it's like, you you know, you're... I It's interesting. I think that that's what we've... That's the thing that we always come up against is like, oh, like, especially with period films is like, oh, well, this isn't period accurate, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, well, you kind of have to think about like, mm-hmm. you're not you know, you can do all that. You can be the designer and be like, well, that isn't period accurate. If the director and the producer is just like, well, the star looks crazy because it's it, <laughs> she needs to look sexy. And you're yeah. like, well, the sexy wasn't period accurate. You know, you have to be dipl- diplomatic. Exactly. You have to know yeah. when to push and when to not and that sort of thing. And and I think that that's what she did. Like you're saying, she was good. At, she was the best at dip- 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 and that's, as a costume designer, what you need to do, because you're working on a million dollar movie, like a lot of money is at stake. And you, there's no, they, no one has time for you to like try and pull rank, you know, on that stuff, especially if you're not the director or producer. it's right. like You're uh, never going to win. Yeah, exactly. And
1: you really get the idea, especially with working with Hitchcock. And that's probably why he, he utilized her so much. He really, he was always about pushing the boundaries. And so he would often use her. He's like, well, I want this. You you convince Kim Novak to wear this. You convince right. her to make this happen. So that was really on her to work with a lot of these women. And again, and because I, I've been like you, if you're going to be doing this, there's a certain way to dress and be around them where you don't want to, Bring attention to yourself. You want to make sure it's still on them. They're the star, right. but you're also commanding authority. And there's you're slightly a mother figure, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're and you have to do this dance with the director and the lead, who right. maybe not, they might not even like the director or like I always love using Kim Novak as an example. She's like, I hate gray. I don't wear gray. This is not my color. Right, anything but gray. Yeah. And it's like, guess what? We need you to do. So <laughs> yeah. so, so it's uh, you know that it's that kind of stuff. Is she could convince these actresses like of to wear wear and but basically wear and do everything that they thought that wouldn't be good for them. And then right. she could get them to do that and kind of coax it out of them. And that's exactly what Hitchcock needed. So exactly. that's, it, that's making an art. It,
0: making it feel mm-hmm. like it's their own idea. Yeah. That's exactly, so that's, exactly.
1: Know. Making them not feel pushed or coerced. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, this is going to be good for you. Yeah. You want this. You yeah. want to do this, you
0: know? She's a, she's you, she's a hero, man. You can learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. If you, oh,
1: yeah. speaking from experience, especially working in the apparel industry, that <laughs> dynamic is very, Real <laughs> sometimes yes, when you're exactly. dealing with different personalities and different demands and having to make everybody happy, but still getting something out at the end of the day, and everybody wants
3: to go home at a certain time. There's just a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I love that there's an arc actually in her collaboration with Hitchcock because room mm-hmm. Windows, the second time they worked together, mm-hmm. and the first was eight years earlier on Notorious, and they did not get along.
2: Hmm. I I,
1: yeah I love it (laughs) she went to
3: to the other designers working on the movie and said about Hitchcock is he being as difficult with you as he is with me and that's because he understood clothes and had a vision for how the clothes worked in the movie which as Philip said Mm -hmm. he was ahead of the curve on that and is just like wow I don't actually know how to respond to somebody who's pushing me in this direction right and when they reteamed for this movie they had just clicked right And they had that they were together until Hitchcock's last film at seventy six family plot, wow, yeah, yeah,
0: that's amazing. That's, it's interesting. Like, I think that's, that is interesting. Just, it's funny because he is, because I'm reading in a book, a book that you guys gave me um, (laughs) (laughs) about her. She had mentioned that it would, he would include clothing notes in the, you know, he would include notes on the clothing in the script. So it's like, Mm so-and-so wearing this, wear color, like very specific on those things. And it's almost just like seeing, I think some designers bristle at that being like, oh, they can't tell me what to do. And also it's just like, well, they're kind of doing your job for you. So it's like he's setting you up for success. He's like, right. if he says yeah. so-and-so's wearing black and you show up showing a bunch of like navy blue dresses, guess what? You're going to have to go back and do oh, the yeah. work again because he's told you he wanted black. Like it's yes. not rocket science, guy. If,
3: like, if you look at the script for a Rear Window... The writer actually describes how Grace Kelly's skirt moves at one point. Oh, wow. It's that detailed. Right. Yeah. And -hmm. then
0: it's that easy. You just be like, okay, well, I need a skirt that does that. So it's like, (laughs) it's so, I mean. (laughs) You know what
3: I...
1: I was going to say, you know what, it kind of, mm-hmm. I know, I've already brought this up before in our last episode, but the, uh, the show Outlander, I feel mm-hmm. like the costume yeah. coordination with that is a very good example. Cause in the books, she goes into certain specific details around clothes or how they move or a certain color. And then they really, um, the people who made that, uh, show really trying to, um, put their heart and soul into what that would look like and, and right. you know, doing yeah. that. And I think that's, yeah, it, it's great when you have that kind of direction because mm-hmm. who knows what it's going to look like. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, we love Edith Head, don't we? I know. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, and we what love what a this movie, career. too. Yeah, yeah, this
1: movie's great.
0: Yeah. Mom.
1: I was i was going to say, has anyone else seen the um, slightly more modern adaptation called Disturbia starring Shia, Shia LaBeouf? Does anyone <laughs> love this movie that much that they've seen that movie? <laughs>
3: it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah, I, I, like was, I was really
1: surprised. Yeah, I was telling him about uh, about it the other day. Like, it's, uh, I was surprised. Like, it's like, give it a chance. But I think the way they did the story of him and uh, being this, like, douchebag kid who gets in trouble and he's he's got the ankle monitor on and the, and right. the, you know, and the I, I mean it's great and so I, I mean it's not as it good as that Simpsons
3: episode yeah, never I
1: mean. never <laughs> never it can't hold a candle to that but yeah. Yeah. but it's you know it's like next tier down maybe. Yes. yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a closed third yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I think I'm gonna have to find that Simpsons episode and watch it tonight today because that was well, so good <laughs> just the no, uh, they're like <laughs> 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 we found we found this in the backyard. <laughs> 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 so good. Mods with God now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us, Vincent yes, Rosemary. This was a treat. Oh, we're so Yes, I'm so glad that we can. Um, you know, technology has come so far. Yes. <laughs> um, they uh, thank you again, um, everybody. We hope you're, you're all staying safe and sane and healthy. Um, Kathleen,
3: please go check on your neighbors. Yes.
0: Oh right no, now. no,
1: there's. <laughs> We have like these cute cameras that always go off when they're moving around. So, uh, but we know they're moving out. It's just it's a long exit. So, mm. but I'm I'm uh, also making lots of uh, cloth masks for oh. everybody. Oh, that's very fetching. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. I've been using a lot of scraps. This is the window panes from Beauty and the Beast. So I'm trying to keep them. Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to keep the prints whimsical and, uh, making a lot of cloth masks for people. I might be, uh, making some for all the people that work in my office soon. Um, but my sister and I have been um, banging them out. Uh, uh, she's in Texas. I'm here and we're just passing them out to hopefully passing them out to everybody we know. So anyone out there, if you know how to sew and you got some scraps, make your masks for your friends. Cause we all need them. And, Absolutely. You know, I I was showing Philip last night. This one, uh, I figured out you can put a basket coffee filter in here as a extra um, sort of filter when you're using it. And so coming up with different ways to to stay safe when we have to go outside. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um. Well, with that, thank you for listening to Old Hollywood Realness. Uh, you st- <laughs> I'm going to dive into our social media plugs because, yes. you know, that's where we, that's where we are now um, in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> yes. um, you can stay in touch with us over on uh, Facebook and um, uh, Instagram, um, Old Hollywood Realness. You can join the Facebook group, OHR Podcast Darlings, D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S. Um, actually, the um, everyone for being forced to be inside has increased the amount of inter Interaction on there. So people are <laughs> posting and asking and interacting and commenting. It's it's great to see that the, the, we're kind of coming together as a little um, community of clothes obsessed old Hollywood queens, which is yes. great. Um, so definitely check it, um, join that group over there. It's very easy. Um, Twitter, OHR Podcast. Oh, sorry. Twitter is OHR. Wait, what is tw- on oh, Twitter now? I can't remember. Anyway, find us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't remember my handle. <laughs> OHR <it's our> podcast. <laughs> I think so, it's OHR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't. <laughs> I'm not on it, but I remember, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't- it's all good. It's I know. All good. <laughs> Thank you to Hal Lublin for his um, vocal talents at the, the opening of the podcast, keeping it sounding fresh and profesh. Um, actually, check him out because he's been doing a lot of stuff online with the um, Thrilling Adventure Hour crew. So oh, they're kind of coming back Great. together for raising money for local charities in LA, which is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and um, an- uh, another bit, I got to announce this. Um, this is very exciting. Kathleen and I, are <laughs> we're doing it, guys. We are doing a... <laughs> our very first live episode via Instagram Live. Um, we're going to, it's going to be Thursday, May 9th, or April 9th, I apologize, at 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be discussing the documentary Celluloid Closet. And we're oh, going to one of our be, favorites, and we're <laughs> going to be interacting with the audience. So, um, if you wanna if you wanna join us over on Instagram Live, please do. Oh wait, um, Old Hollywood Realness, um, and we'll be discussing it. And we'll ask you know if you guys have questions, we can interact with you. It's gonna be great. I'm hoping that this will be really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's I'm very excited about that. We're so um, excited! We're breaking new ground. Oh <laughs> my god! I look I'm a little mess. smart with our
1: documentaries and stuff. And, uh, <laughs>
0: um, and because we'll be on video, I'm gonna make sure that. I look good. So um, <laughs>
1: you look—you already look but, good. What you, well,
0: I might, be, I might wear something classy. You know, curl um, your hair. What are you doing? <laughs> we'll have to tune in to see. Um, all right. And of course, and um, as always, rate, review, subscribe over uh, iTunes. It helps us with visibility, and visibility is important. Um, and then, you know, that's all I got. So thank you so much for listening to
3: OHR.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Test test beep boop. Test test beep boop. Boop boop beep boop.